0: Hey everyone and welcome. We're trying something that I think you're really going to like. And that is, it is a it is a solo show, but I'm not solo. Because I actually have a co-host with me who's going to be asking the questions that I haven't really had a chance to answer those questions that are coming in from you, the listeners, and it's going to be around things like, Hillary. how have your relaunches gone from the most like awful situations where I couldn't even get my head off of the twin bed I was at rock bottom, just having had a divorce, and then how did I pop back into all of a sudden I'm having the greatest relationship, getting married to my dream guy? There's a process there. And then what about Hillary? How did you go from having virtually when I graduated from school, going out on my own and no money in my pocket? all of a sudden I'm being asked to be on The Secret Millionaire. Well, there's a process that I used and I'm going to share it with you. It's called 3HQ and we're going to break it down today so that you can see how you can use it. So you're probably thinking, who is the co-host of today? And I have my right hand man, we're not talking about e my husband but kind of my work husband with me and his name is patrick Seagrave. and patrick is he runs all of operations for the relaunch cow he has just this amazing sense of business of how you can go deep in your company and find the hidden gems that are going to create additional revenue, efficiencies. I swear to God, I think his middle name is like efficiency, like how can we make this better? And most importantly, he is a cucumber aficionado. You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary Caesar. Best selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch but an extraordinary relaunch so patrick welcome to the show <laughs>
1: hello and i don't know if aficionado is the right term but i am i am trying to learn i want to be all right so
0: can you become okay so what about like um it's like a sommelier for cucumbers what would that what would you call it like
1: (laughs) i have no clue but that's it because i'd like to teach other people as well i mean it's so Um, good
0: and and we were even talking before the show and you said you know i asked i'm like okay so cucumber to pickles. And you said, absolutely. So we have that as well on your, on your massive resume. So, so much fun to have this kind of unique element of a show here. And, you know, whether this is a one and done or whether this is something that we're going to be bringing to everybody, but we really want to have massive, not just a little bit of, you know, value. We want massive value for people who are listening and to understand that sometimes what you think you see is not necessarily what's really there. And those are the stories come, that come from my life. Those are the stories that come from my client's life. And if you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see we have the book here, Relaunch spark your heart to ignite your life. How about that, everyone? Imagine where you are right now, and if it does not map to where you thought you would be at this point, you are in the right spot. All right. Now I'm going to give it over to my co-host. All right, Patrick. I don't know where you're going with this, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bet this I is think probably it, gonna be
0: one of my hardest interviews. <laughs> I
1: was about to say because I have all the fun questions, but uh, I think the easiest place to start is the beginning. And the beginning for me was about six months ago when I joined. and the first question I had was, what is relaunch? and how, like how like what made you think, oh, what if I started a company? and it's it's relaunched a couple times in and of itself into different aspects. but what what started it all and made you go, I want to start a company that helps people, change things in their life. What if it was relaunch?
0: Mm. Okay. So here's the thing throughout life, we all have the highs and the lows, you know, for some of us, it's the roller coaster ride. And for me, it definitely was that. And it was, you know, I I talk about it in the book. It was from the very beginning, you know, just that the life situations that happen to you. And I I want to preface this with my life, your life, Patrick's life, everybody has their own path and their own journey. And one journey, one path, one relaunch is no better or worse than the other because it's all relative. It's all relative to you. So throughout the career where, you know, I'm in uh, corporate, I'm technology sales at Oracle, Fortune 500 company, you know, it was just, you know, the grind, like just, you know, every day getting up and like, you know, sales, sales, manufacturing, financials, and all these different things. And I didn't really understand at that point because I, I kind of let the world just come to me. I just kind of like, whatever happens, it's supposed to happen. I don't really have a control of this, you know, rocket ship that's going around. I'm like, I'm a passenger. I'm just like, let life come. Well, then life came and life came in many different ways with, you know, I, I, all of a sudden I had twins and then I had another baby and I'm married. And then I ended up, as I stated at the beginning, I ended up getting a divorce and we were separated. And I remember being on this twin bed and I'm in my mom's house, my, her, her, um, her little condo down in um, Southern California. And I remember sitting there not wanting to get my head like off the pillow. And she comes in and says, all right, it's time. Like, let's, you know, let's go out. Let's have it, you know, let's go have a glass of wine. Let's have a little rosé. And I thought, you know what? I don't even want that. I'm like, I'm usually a very upbeat person, but life and work and I felt burned out and I wasn't really feeling like great. I just come out of of like this whole um, uh, melanoma and I was just like tired. I was just, you know, I'm sure that, you know, probably people out there listening. It's like, I was, I was not in a good place. And I remember um, my mom walked in when I said, Hey, I don't want anything. And she's like, Oh my God, what this girl really is, you know, off her mark. And she handed me a book and it was um, the secret and it had just come out. And she said, you know, I think you might really be able to identify with this. And so I read it. And you know you can read it very quickly. It's a short book. And I read it and all of a sudden I'm like, wow. What if this actually works? What if this whole like law of attraction has any validity at all? Like, what if? And so I decided to throw out there this, this concept of like, okay, I know what I want. I want to be able to meet this guy named John Asaraf. He was in the book. I want to be able to work with him as my own coach, and I want to coach his people, and I want to coach his top coaches. So I put it out there and according to the secret, that would be enough. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to identify what I would actually coach these coaches in. What would I say to them? What would, I, what would the agenda look like? So I jotted it down and then I decided to say, okay, I am going to right now. I'm going to throw out there that I want this to happen because you always have to be very specific with the universe. I said, I want this to happen in six months say, but within, no, it was it within six weeks, like I, or no, excuse me, 90 days, 90 days is when I said it. Well, yeah, I think you've already, I think, you know, where I'm going six weeks later. Um, I am in this like conference and I see, I see John standing across the room. And of course I know who he is. He has no clue who I am. I run up to him and I'm like, hi, you know, it's Hillary. Like you've been waiting for me. And it was one of these like really funny moments where he's like, you could tell he's trying to figure out like, who is this woman? Who is she? I don't really recognize her. I don't know her, but I'm going to pretend. And I knew he, I knew he didn't know me. And so we ended up talking and I got to tell you, it was this incredibly, like exactly what I had put out there into the universe. And it was the beginning of relaunch. It was the beginning of truly understanding that I am not alone. I have this ability that I can tap into something far greater than me. I can put out there exactly what I want in life. I can go ahead and create my future. I can manifest and become a manifestation magnet. And I can create a life that is beyond. Forget about just dreaming. It was beyond even my wildest dreams from business to personal to like, I mean, digging deep into that. It was like several relaunches were just starting to like happen.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly everything. In fact, you even mentioned something and we'll get a little bit deeper into this, but you you mentioned personal and professional. Do you have a method or something that you might use to uh, do that?
0: Yeah, and so here's the best part. First off, I do go through it in the book. It's it's pretty detailed, Um, and it's called the three H Q. So we talk a lot about IQ. We talk a lot about EQ, you know, emotional quotient. HQ is something new. It's different. We're talking about a new, different world we're in. It's not a new normal, it's new and different. And how are we going to survive in a different world that nobody has ever experienced before? And so, 3HQ is, it it gives you, it's a life raft for you when you're going through relaunches. And the three in the HQ is the head the heart and the higher self.
1: Yep, and those are very important things. And here's a question that I had a long time ago when you first mentioned it was, how do you get those? Like what, what made you go, these are the three, like these are the main three and this is what we really need to be focusing on versus just picking one because EQ and IQ only have really one aspect.
0: Okay. That is such a good question, Patrick. (laughs) So here's the thing, everyone, we did not go through the detail of the questions. I said, just, just go with it. So I'm laughing right now. I'm like, that's a really good one. So when you think about 3HQ and you think about um, how most of us operate, I know certainly I have, you know, continued to do this. I know that my clients have, we operate from our head it's it's a lot of like that you know overthinking it's a lot about the negative thoughts that come into our brain and once we start to think about negative thoughts we actually like increase more negative thoughts, right? It's like that one idea and then the other and then boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden you're ruminating over like all these negative things, whether it's like around your your job, whether it's around a relationship. I know a lot of people right now are really struggling and wanting to get their, you know, their bodies in shape and they're not feeling great after the whole, you know, pandemic and they're 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 low on so many different levels. They're low on themselves. They're, you know, they're self-sabotaging themselves, just, you know, with that whole, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, look at me. I'm not, I don't look the way I want to look. I don't have the job I want to have. I'm not making the money I want. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. And so we can't get out of our head. And it's hard because once you go down and you start to spiral, it's like. You know, I think of it, there's a slide in Atlantis and it's this massive slide. It's like an Indiana Jones type of slide. And I, I remember um, taking the kids there, and I, I was at the bottom waiting for. I did, I did do one slide, but the kids were going down, and I got to see all these other women, and women were losing their tops as they were going down because it was so oh no. steep, and, you know. And I'm like, oh my God, please tell me my girls are not going to, you know, all of a sudden be exposed. But it is a slippery slope because when we start to notice that things are not going right in our life what do you think that does? It actually causes more of you to notice what's not going on and then more of that. And once you start focusing on that, that's what you get in return. So when I started to dive deep into this, and and by the way, this is a 20 plus years of coaching. I mean, we're talking like transformational strategists here because I've been so passionate about Learning about neuroscience, learning about the psychology behind all of this, that I noticed that we try to silo everything about our lives. Like, okay, I'm just going to work on myself right now. It's all about me. If I can get myself, then everything's going to be great. Or I'm just going to focus on my work, you know, all this other distraction. But the problem is, we're not just all about our work. Or we're not just all about like, let me just Zen out and really figure this out. We, we're human beings. We have a, a life out in the world. And that's where I realized that if I were coming at a coaching client, for instance, and I was just like, okay, let's just focus on your business. And this honestly happened to me early in my career. I was talking to this gentleman and he was really struggling with getting his business to the next level. And he really wanted to, you know, he couldn't get that repeatable, scalable process in place. And he didn't know what the heck was wrong. And so we were digging it, you know, digging deep into it. And I had a company called White Space Inc. I-N-K with another gal. And we had filled out this whole board of everything that was going on in his business. And then I had this epiphany and I'm just like, Okay, that's great. It's just taken us, you know, a couple hours to put all this down. And I said, erase it all. And he was like, What? Hold on. You know, what are you talking about? That's the craziest thing. And he said, No, erase it all. Because it's not all that stuff. It's pick the things that worked and let's further develop those. And by the way, at that point, we started to go down the path of like, okay, what's happening in its home life? And I asked him this very question. I said, if we could improve, because he said, you know, I always ask about what, what level, you know, where are you, one to 10? And he's like, you know, I'm about a four at home. And I said, what if we could increase that? Increase that to what would be a real win for you? And he said, oh, win, my God, it would be like maybe, a, you know, if I could get to a seven or eight, In my marriage, my God, and and, oh, by the way, my my kids don't really like me right now. And I said, let's do this. Let's get you to love your personal life as well as your business life. All right. So at this point, we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm going to share with you what people pay thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars to know. And it, it all stems from the 3HQ. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life. Reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back and I know we're all on the edges of our seats waiting for the rest of that story so to finish this off let's go through the rest of his and then let's start with what it sounds like he was having issues with the head so if you want to go ahead and finish the story for us so
0: good so we started to for those that are just joining us we this this guy that I was actually working with he couldn't figure out how to get ahead he couldn't figure out how to have it all. Right. He had a, his marriage was suffering. His business wasn't where he wanted it to be. And we decided not to silo out one or the other. And instead, we started to look at it as a whole, which we all are as humans. Right. And once you get one area cranking, the other one, and then when the other one starts to work, it all becomes this wonderful ever loop. So with, this gentleman, it was so great because we started to really focus on getting him out of his own way, getting him out of the negative thoughts that were continuing to come up in every area of his life. And once we did that, once we started to really identify what was at the root of this, his business started to massively take off and not from a one and done, one and quarter, no, every single quarter. And his marriage started to, remember I said he wanted to have it be like a seven or an eight, and, and it was about a four. All of a sudden that started to take off. And those kids that didn't like him, yeah, you got that. He all of a sudden had that amazing, amazing life. And it was in all areas, not just one. And that's the problem with just focusing and siloing off just one because You don't want just one area, just, you know, hey, this is so great, but the rest absolutely sucks. You want it to be something inclusive of every area.
1: Yeah. And that makes complete sense. So starting with the order that we normally do this in, let's start with the head. And it's the first thing that most people have. And it's honestly something that has the most impact in the beginning of the process, because it is what shapes the rest of the process. So- well
0: and if you th- if you think about Patrick that we have 6250 thoughts it's no longer the old scientific numbers of 60 to 80 thoughts and 85% are negative we know that it's around 6000 and if you think about that you have the choice of what you think you have a situation that you're in something comes up something triggers you something you know you start to think about and if it's negative If it's negative, then it's going to trigger an emotion because a thought happens first, then an emotion. And when a thought and an emotion are repeated over time, it becomes a belief, empowering or disempowering those limiting beliefs. So I always say start with being aware of the thoughts you're thinking. And if I were to tell you this, if I were to say, your thought today, your thought today creates your tomorrow. I mean, and and you go with the fact that this is a a truthful statement. What kind of thoughts would you want to be thinking today?
1: I mean, personally, I would have to go with cucumber expert. That way, <laughs> next year I can <laughs> I can become a sommelier of cucumbers. Yes,
0: and that's the thing, What's Patrick. Like so, yeah. Exactly. You have to be, you have to, and, and a lot of times people come to me and say, well, you know, if I'm in the moment and I, if something's triggered, I can't think a positive thought. And that's so true. When I start working with people, I actually ask people to write down three past memories that they, when they think of those, they cannot think anything negatively about it. Like they just can't, it just, it lights you up. It makes you smile. And once you do that, put those on a small piece of paper and tuck those into your pocket. Now, funny thing is you don't have to necessarily keep taking those out. You just know they're there. And so when you have that negative, right, it's immediately transfer that thought immediately say, I, you know what? I don't want to be here. I always laugh. Um, this is coming up for me, but you know how, like they say, you know, any, anytime you're you're really in an awkward position, you can be like, think about taxes, think about taxes, think about, and, and it like distracts you to be like, okay, I can't think of that. I'm thinking of this. And I think we all know what I'm thinking about, but I want you to be thinking about like, where would you turn your attention? How would you do that? And whether it is this break in the, in, in what you're doing, like you have to break, the trance, you literally can say, stop, or you say Hillary, or you say Patrick, whatever, however, it's going to break the state because that's what you're trying to do. And you're just aware that I'm breaking the state. So today, as you go throughout the day, break the state as much as possible, because we're going to have negative thoughts no matter what, and they're healthy. And that's what you're supposed to do because you are hardwired for that. But now you're going to be able to say, stop. And not just that, and then think about one of the other, think about one of those three that you have in your pocket.
1: Yeah. And that's an amazing way to go about it, but that leads us to the second part of the heart. What about the heart? Where does that come in? Like what, where does, where does that?
0: So, you know, what's happening these days is 80, 85% of people are now starting to think about, you know, maybe I should be doing something different maybe i should be leaving my current you know opportunity maybe i should be becoming an entrepreneur and what happens is that we forget about the why we forget about like what does it really mean what what's going on with you when you were when you were young what did you dream about what did you really want to become and i think too many people are trying to flip the, the switch too quickly and just be like, it's all or none. Like, I just have to do this. What we're trying to do is build up. Like when you, when you have felt like you have broken or when you, when you have a broken bone, you go in and you have the doctor, you know, reshape it, break it and put it in a cast and you wear that when your heart is breaking. And right now with the relaunches that are going on in the world, the global relaunches, the pandemic, the um the war, the financial crisis, you know these are all like I mean these are terribly like debilitating for so many of us, and it's heart wrenching, and we do have broken hearts. And then you look at businesses that are struggling to survive, and supply chain issues, and working from home, and you know, home and home office and how to even differentiate between that, right? It's all morphing into the same. And then you look at the personal relaunches and people that haven't been out there and been able to, you know, build up relationships and are feeling like they're, you know, their their oil is low and we're like, God, we haven't done this in so long. I haven't been out there, or you're You haven't had like you haven't gotten out there because you're you're, you don't feel good about yourself, Um, or you know just your own inner peace is just off. So all of a sudden you look at this and it's like massive, massive heartbreak that's going on within us. So when you think about that that broken bone and you start to think about you know these these breaks in our heart, how do we get back to even that that base level? And the way I like to look at it is so many people, you know, the big, the big, the big ones from the stage that are, you know, kind of shouting out, love your life, love your business, love, 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 love. Hey, I'm a proponent of love. I love love. But for me, I have to remember when I couldn't even get my head off that pillow. I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself. I actually despise myself. I Wasn't happy with any area of my life. And so I like to say, let's go with like before love. And the question is, all right, Hillary, how do you do that? How do you go from not liking yourself and starting one small, small little step forward? And one of the things that I talk about in the book is how you wake up in the morning and what can you do? And there's a lot of, um, a lot of these, um, you know, people that say, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I I love, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And it feels unauthentic. And so what I like to do is I like to be very present. And in the book, it says, you look in the mirror and you say, you know, I, I, I love me. I love me. I love me. For some, it might be, I like me. I like me. Just start there. I like me. And then we've all heard of be, do, have. Um, And be, do, have is a philosophy that Zig Ziglar, a famous marketeer, came up with. And it's, if you could be what you you would love to be and you could do the things, then you'd be able to have what you're ultimately going for. The problem is, is that we live a life, most of us live a life where we're like, if I have the money, if I have the man, if I have the woman, then I'll be able to do all these things and I will be happy. But guess what? Having it doesn't secure your place being what you want to be. You have to be me. And this is part of the mantra in the morning to get to liking yourself. So you say, you know, I like me. I like me. I love me, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then you say, be me. I need to go back to just being me. And then do me, do the things that I love to do, that I like to do. And then that's how you get yourself back. Have me back. So many of us feel like at this point, We've lost ourselves. Like, who is this that I look at in the mirror? So, have me back. And then you put your hands together in a heart shape and you open it up. You open it up to expansion. And it's just, you know, when you do that, it just puts something out there inside of you, connecting. And that's when it just, things just start to change and you're setting yourself up for a day of heart-based activities because you're like reminding yourself, yeah, it is about you and starting with you first with these small, simple steps, that's when you can start to say, all right, all right, it's not happening like overnight, but it will happen. And when the first week comes up, you'll be like, huh, I'm starting to notice something a little different. And when you're doing it, look yourself in the eye. So many of us never give ourselves a chance to really see who's looking back at us and acknowledge that person acknowledge the sadness the pain whatever the upsets whatever the relaunches and and be gentle and then as you do that there's a sense of yeah thank you thank you for getting me here because somehow that person looking back at you has gotten you here
1: yeah and that's that's really a great way to look at it and I I do want to pry at least a little bit personal in the last couple of months. And even the last couple of weeks, you've had a lot of interesting relaunches that just happened one after another, the (laughs) book launch and your dad and everything about that. What is it that you told yourself that was the most authentic? Like what, what is it that you looked at yourself and said to get through those tough times? Cause I mean, you, your dad passed away on a Monday and you launched a book a Thursday and you didn't miss a single meeting. So what, what was it during that time that you really thought about that, that helped you?
0: And it's interesting as you said that, you know, some would say, oh, she didn't, she didn't give herself the time to mourn. She didn't really, um, you know, respect her father. And here's what I want to mention is that I've been, I've been living by the 3HQ and living the lifestyle of 3HQ for a very long time. And it all started, you know, you know, you can read it in the book, but, you know, these things start when we're kids, these relaunches, these massive things that, you know, end up, uh, end up creating us, end up shaping us. And when I started to realize that after that, you know, handing of the book, and I'm really going to start to change because I wanted a different life. And when you can acknowledge that we are human beings, we are going to be sad. We are going to have those bad times. We're going to have those depressed and we're anxiety. And I think that Brene Brown says there's something like 80 plus different emotions that we have. And yeah, a lot of them are negative and it's okay. So I want to say that it's not like I'm being a Pollyanna and just like bouncing back. no. I had the ability, and this was such a beautiful gift my dad gave me, that the five days before he passed, I sat in a room with my wonderful, wonderful stepmom, Inga, and we watched him. We watched him. We were able to talk to him at least for the first couple of days, and it was a beautiful time for me to cry, to acknowledge and remember all those amazing times that I had with them. And I, I I remember, you know, and it's the good and the bad, right? Again, we're human beings, we're not perfect. And my dad was, you know, just this incredibly wonderful man, but he had his, you know, he had his imperfections too. And I remembered it all. And I laughed at, you know, we told stories and here's the thing, when you can lean in to the heart and understand that. There are going to be those times. I gave myself the time to cry, to remember. I talk a lot about my, my both my mom and my dad since mom passed a couple years ago, really awful in a terrible way. And I give myself the time to share stories, to bring that up, and so. When you think about relaunches and the positives, the negatives, and some of you might be facing the negative after I talked to a gentleman a couple of days ago, and I talked to a, a gal actually yesterday who every day feels like there's another relaunch, like she's afraid to turn the corner. And he's like, you know, listening to some of the stories, he's like, oh my gosh, that's me too. And I feel like more and more people are, are understanding my stories, my client stories, because it's happening. This is what's going down in the world right now. And so how can you have your dad pass on a Monday and launch a book on a Thursday and, and be very comfortable with it and be very like, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place. And don't get me wrong if you were a part of the launch and we had a hybrid of course we did a hybrid because we had you know people in the room and we had people on video mm-hmm. there was this moment of oh my gosh like i'm not going to be able to hold it together and i took a deep breath and i'm like that's okay too I, I you know regrouped took a little pause and we talk about it in the book the pause principle and sometimes we just all need to do the pause principle which is stop and take that deep breath And then look at the situation for what it is and look at it like it's not going to be forever. It's a moment right now. And all I need to do is take one small step. So you take another breath and you're like, you know what? There's a reason that oxygen is so important to us. And sometimes when you're stressed, you can breathe in. It's like these short little breaths. That's what happens. And you take that deeper breath and you're like, yeah. I'm okay and you're okay. And then you look at it from the perspective of, can I get out of my head right now and understand that what I'm really feeling are these emotions and you acknowledge the emotions and then say, all right, and emotions pass and they can be like so beautiful. And I literally did that. And as I was doing the launch, I was like, you know what? My dad's right here. My mom's right here. My, my grandparents who were you know, killed in a, a car crash, they're right here. Everybody is right here. And energy is energy. And you know under a microscope, we all are energy. Everything around us is energy. So knowing that, you'll hear me say quite a bit, don't look for like-minded people. Because then you're isolating yourself. Look for like-minded energy.
1: Yep. And that is amazing. And we are about to go to break one more time. But you know, what comes next is the higher self, which is the most important, in my opinion, and one of the most interesting that I have so many questions on that you can uh, help answer for everyone out there. So we're going to do an entire section of it. So after the break, we'll come back with that.
0: This episode is brought to you by my very own labor of love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com Ooh, the this kind of strange concept we're about to get into but the most impactful for how you can actually become a manifestation magnet we are talking about the 3hq and we're now going in to the elusive elusive higher self patrick you are doing such a great job. This is so much fun. You might have just gotten yourself a co-host position.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but uh, everybody, okay.
0: everybody out there is like, uh, let us know what you think, please. <laughs> yeah,
1: please do. <laughs> uh, the higher self. See, this one's the most interesting to me because I would say the other two have been covered by a lot of people, but this one is really the one that differentiates this from anything else, because it is something that is elusive, or I would even say it's crowning. It's at the top because it's the third step, the most important and the one you get to last. So if you want to go through a little bit and I'll save the Panini principle, we'll save that for a second. <laughs> That'll be one of the last things I mentioned. But uh, if you want to go through a little bit of like, let's start at the very top level of what is the higher self.
0: Mm, and that's so perfect how you just said that, because the higher self is you know, people think of it like, Oh, I've got to be, you know, attached to some religion or something. And that's so not the case. It can be if that, if that's for you, but really when you think of higher self, let's just break it down to this. It is the best version of you. It's when you are in alignment and things are working and you're in your sweet spot right? And so when you think about that and you think about like trying to get to that place, it's when you're actually at your highest level and ready for this, one of the most incredible tools that we actually have, we all have them that allows us to have that incredible business. And I'm telling you, you know, going from literally, you know, when I graduate having, you know, very, very little in my pocket and, you know, working right away to try to like, you know, pay my rent and do all that to all of a sudden, you know, part of like being asked to be on a show called secret millionaire and describing like how it all happened. It's when you tap into your higher self, it's when you tap into this super power that is a tool in your toolbox and it's your, your intuition. And most people are not even beginning to leverage it. It's one of those, you know, like, oh God, here it is again. Yep. Put it behind that door. Put it behind the door. Don't want to, don't want to like, what is that? That's like too emotional. That's too like, it doesn't even really mean anything. Let me just stick with what I know to be true. And guess what? What you really know to be true, what you really have is the ability to access things so deep within you that when you think about how powerful your subconscious brain is, I mean, it remembers everything that you've ever done. I, I often talk to people and people will be like, I can't even remember like, you know, earlier than age five, I have no idea. And here's the thing, it's all in your head. And by the way, we now know that um, when, when I work with people, we talk about generational relaunches and the impact of what happened before you, what happened to your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, all directly ties into your DNA. And there was a great study that was just done about um, in vitro, the babies that have you know been exposed to a mom who had trauma and how they take it on. And it's based on their cortisol levels when they are actually born. It's insane, but it's proving right now that, there is this incredible amount of energy that's passed down, of of behaviors that are passed down. And so, what I always like to do is, if you're not where you thought you'd be right now in your life, you know, you don't have that um, that you know paycheck that's coming in. You don't have that you know awesome person that you're you know the 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 misses to the Mister whatever you're gonna say. You don't have that. I want you to think about this concept of what would it be like if every single area in your life was incredible? What would it be like? And people are like, that's just not possible. It's not possible. And my attitude is this, if it's possible for one person that you know to have this, or one person in the world that you know, you've know you heard of and you, you, you know have read about or seen, if they can have it happen for them, it can happen for you because the universe doesn't sit here and say, oh, Patrick, you're gonna be the successful one. And and Jody, you're not. It's not <laughs> that way. It's how you view the situation. And so I often say, even with like your money stories, like people might not right now might be saying, you know, well, you know, I've never been able to make any money or keep the money or grow the money. And I would say to you well, have others been able to do it? And I often say, you know, the good and the bad, are there bad people out there making money? Yeah. Are there good people out there making money? Yeah. So we can't say that only good people can make money. What we can say is that the money stories, how they view money, the people who have the money, whether they're good or bad people, they have the money, it's what they're talking about. They're not talking from a limited scarcity mindset. They look at it from there's plenty. There's a, there's plenty coming in. It's abundant. And so when you start to talk about higher self, it's your abundance. It's that ability to elevate yourself.
1: And that reminds me, by the way, of one of my favorite quotes, which is from uh, Henry Ford, actually. And it's, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. And <laughs> I might've butchered that quote to be honest, but it's, it's pretty much that scarcity. And what, what are you thinking? If you think you can or you think you can't, then yeah, you, it's what's gonna happen.
0: It's, uh, it's, it's actually in the book. I yeah, love it, it. It's one of my, <laughs> one of my favorites, yes.
1: I saw it in the book when I was like, ooh. But yeah, speaking okay. of things that are in the book, the Panini principle and we can thank we can thank her husband eric for this
0: that's right so here's the thing what is the panini principle well it started when i was writing the book and i was in my office hours upon hours 7 days a week sometimes until literally 2 or 3 in the morning and i was i was becoming depleted i was like really run down and i had deadlines and trying to write a book and run a business. I mean, that's a—that's another episode that I can share how I actually was able to do that and not completely crater everything. <laughs> and what happened was I was there and it was a Sunday. And I remember looking out the window, and there was this crazy enough, this big like deer, like a buck, with the family. And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so beautiful!" And right at that moment, Eric knocks on um, the window because he, he walked in sometimes, and I was like, ah! "Like I was in such a like he scared the heck out of me." So he kind of knocks, and in his hand, he has this gooey, incredible panini that he has made. And I just looked at him. And I'm like, I mean. Really? I am so and I call it the G zone. It's when you're in your great, your great zone, but it's also your gratitude zone and your growth zone. And I felt such gratitude. And I almost, you know, I remember it was like tears in my eyes. I'm like, this is exactly what I needed. Like, I needed this panini. And you asked about her husband
1: standing and they're like, uh Yeah, she
0: had no idea. I mean, literally, E was like. Uh, you're going crazy right now. You need to get up from that seat and get out in the world. And I, I said, it's like, you know, if we could appreciate just the smallest things, he didn't even realize what he had done. But when he handed me that plate and I like was so overwhelmed, it affected him too. He all of a sudden smiled after he said, you're crazy. And he's like, you know what, you're so darn cute. Like, you know, I'll make lunch for you every day. And what was so great is he literally started to, because he felt so good doing it. And I then I started to just respond. I started to just be like, oh my God, this is the greatest Caesar salad I've ever had. You know, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a concept, the Panini principle, but it's relative to everything in your life. It's today. Can you look around and don't think of it in the grand scheme of things of like the biggest things. And I love when I was talking to, you know, my stepmom here and I said, you know, she actually brought it up and it's like, don't just be thankful for like the breath you take or the the, the life you live. Think about like your breath you take, what you see you know, your ears that allow you to hear, like start breaking it down. And people are sometimes like, you know, when I say like, put down some things that you're really like grateful for and they're like, God, I don't know like, how, where should I start? Start with the smallest thing. The fact that you can, you can talk today because there are people that can't talk. My aunt, all of a sudden, two years ago, got some funky thing and her tongue, she lost half of her tongue. It got eaten away. So she can't talk. And so you think about these small things in your life, and then what happens is it's truly incredible. You start to notice the small things. And what happens in your brain is that you want more of that. Like, oh, wait, your your reticular activation system, your RAS, allows you to start noticing more. It's like that concept of when you start to look for a new car, and you're like, oh, I like that car. And the next thing you know, you're seeing more of that car or that gray pair of shoes that you're like, "Oh, I love those. And they're like, Oh, there they are again. There are, that's what you do. And these small things that you're grateful for lead to much bigger ones. And that's when you start to have the relationships that start to like, wow, this is actually working. Wow. My business is taking off. Wow. But you're not looking at scarcity. You're not looking at the negative. You're looking at like that little teeny positive. So what happened to you today in your work already, no matter what time you're listening to this, that you could say that you could go out and and say something to somebody. I'm going to tell Patrick right now, Patrick, you've done an outstanding job as your first co-host radio show, right? There I go. I'm putting it out there. I need is this A-Y-N-I and it means like, you know, what you put out, you get back. It's that reciprocity. So I need everything today just start practicing start doing it and you'll you'll immediately start to see the results
1: yeah and that's absolutely amazing and unfortunately our time is coming to a close uh, but if there's anything else you want to tell these people about, and these principles are everywhere in the book. So if you do want to go get the book, go to Amazon and just type in relaunch. And if you want to show that cover one more time for YouTube, and I'll say Ooh, it: so R-E-L-A-U-N-C-H so exclamation mark by Hilary Caesar is what you'll be looking for. And you'll be able to see and hear a much better description of that first panini because <laughs> it really struck me as a food person when she was describing you know, the book. I was like, oh, now I want a panini.
0: It's so good. And we even put it in the book, the recipe. So yep. come on, guys, everyone go out and get that. But here's the other thing. A lot of times you get a book, you read the book and it's a lot of great ideas. It's a lot of like, you know, hmm, yeah, that's really good. Ooh, that maybe even we've gotten people writing and saying, oh, that caused me to think about this story or that story. But here's the best part. We have a free workshop to take you through this. And you can go to the relaunchco.com, the relaunchco.com, and you can actually sign up for this free workshop that then gives you the steps and it gives you exercises and the ultimate goal, because the value comes when you're starting to have that life of everything that you've ever wanted. And that's what we're going for in all areas. So I have to say again, thank you, Patrick. You've been so great today. I'm Thanks so, so much
1: for bringing me along.
0: Uh, oh, it's been so much fun. And next week, I have a wonderful gal from Africa. She is her name is Pooty, and we're going to talk more about money, about creating abundance, creating wealth, and we're going to break it down from a neuro linguistic process. Super easy NLP. And that's where you are going to be able to, to have this in your own life. So come back next week and we will see you then. Live now, love now, relaunch now. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at the backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.